Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and you can't get a hold of anyone. With 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Hey, I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the St. Jude kids. St. Jude's doing incredible work fighting childhood cancer. And because of donations, like the ones that you get, families never receive a bill ever from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, food, none of that. Help St. Jude stop childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope. Get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. It's going to look great on you. So join all the doctors, researchers, and me in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to 785-833. Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers, 785-833. Here we go. Come on, Bobby. Welcome to the Big Friday Show. Morning, studio. Morning. All right, here we go. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, he's been wearing Elvis hat a lot lately. He's always loved Elvis Presley, but I feel like the movie has reignited his <laughs> Elvis love. Our video producer, Eddie. Hey, thank you very much. Thank you. You're welcome, okay. <laughs> so I, I want to shout out my nine-year-old because one, he's awesome. He got a homework assignment yesterday. And it wasn't, it's not even due till Monday. And he came to me last night before I went to bed and said, Dad, I'm done with my project. Check it out. I'm like, wow. I wish all the boys, like, just take note. I called all the kids downstairs. Take note. Look what he did. I bet they love that. Oh, they hated it. I bet they love it. They're probably making fun of him right now. But he's the old. No, nine. No, he's not the oldest. He's wow. the second I bet oldest. The oldest really hated that. Oh, dude, he was just like, "Oh, cool, dad. Who cares?" Like, what? Because because the oldest, he's always late. His all his projects, they're, they're always turned in like a day late. Is your nine year old completely different though in that respect? One hundred percent different. Like on time places. Yeah. Looking at. He's the first one up in the morning. It's crazy how you can have different personalities. Yeah, and I don't know who he gets that from. I think me probably. No, I don't think. Oh, that. definitely not you. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I don't think you okay. at all. All right, next up, he wants me to introduce him tonight to the Miz. He's a big real world fan. Not really a wrestling fan, but it's all real world based. Yeah, real world back to New York. And I'll be with the Miz tonight. Apparently, I've never met him before at the iHeartRadio Music Festival. Here he is, Lunchbox. Everybody. Yeah. All right. I just want to say good luck to my wife as this weekend she ventures to go to her 20-year high school reunion, and I want her to walk in that wherever it's at. I don't know if it's a bar, restaurant, at the high school gymnasium, and I want all those guys to be like, man, we had a dime piece right here in front of us all these years. And we let her get away, and she married a celebrity. So, hey, good luck. I, 
Hasn't he said recently she's past her prime? Uh huh. Well, yeah, but they still can realize, dang, we had that dime piece here, and she married a celeb, so she was pretty dang hot. What is a dime piece? Yeah, what is so that? So what's a dime piece? A perfect ten. Ten. Dime. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. Come on, so, guys. I don't know. Not, uh, I don't speak What's that. the cooler compliment that they say, look at the dime piece, or she married a celebrity? That's what he's trying to say. Married a celebrity. I think. But both are cool. <laughs> both are awesome. But yeah, I mean, it's a big deal. 20-year high school reunion, so... Have fun. All right, there he is. Next up, you know, we all mostly wear headphones for a living, and Amy's the only person who the last couple of years, she's never wavered from the $2 pair of corded Apple AirBuds from iPhone 6. All right, here she is, Amy. Okay, so butterboards are all the rage right now. So if you happen to be hosting something at your house, I highly recommend you Google this and a check it out. It's like a charcuterie board. Like which a slip is and slide? Meat oh, and cheese like normally. That. But no, you get like a wooden block or board and you spread butter all over it. Different butters? You can do different butters, yeah. One butter seems weird. I would just eat the butter. Well, what I've seen like on TikTok is it covers the whole board in butter, but then you can season it in different sections with like different mm. herbs and salt and spices and whatnot. So in honey, make a sweet version of it and then serve it with different types of bread. And voila, you have a wow. butter board, which is also a conversation starter because a lot of people probably haven't seen a butter board. Yeah, I'm still working on NyQuil chicken. After that, I'll get to the, the, <laughs> yeah, this the is butter real boards insane. over there. All right. From Mountain Pine, Arkansas, he likes a good virgin drink, and every weekday morning, he makes you think. Bobby Bowie. Let's go! Wow. Yeah, yeah. get better and better. Okay. okay. Uh, so I'm going to tell you about a little scam. And I, almost, I, I kind of fell for it, but I stopped myself just in time. So I keep my personal email box extremely clean. I don't even check my work email. I don't know what's been over there. The only person who occasionally checks is Mike D. I'm like, hey, will you check that work email? My personal email, I don't like any junk. I don't get anything. And if I do delete, flag, unsubscribe, a new scam is you'll get one of those and you unsubscribe, but it's set up perfectly like that. So when you hit unsubscribe, it takes you to a bad link. Oh, no. Ah. So the email is not to actually be read. It's to make you want to unsubscribe because it's annoying. Dang. When you hit unsubscribe, that link is actually a link to a place that steals your, ID- your, your information. And when I hit it, it goes, are you sure you want to go to this site? And I was like, this is a brilliant way to steal someone's. And I said, no, I don't. But I remembered that to tell you guys about it. Thank you, man. So if you hit unsubscribe, if you even unsubscribe, I don't know. If you hit that and it goes, we don't trust this website. Don't go to it. It's a new scam. There you go. A little PSA here. Good to know. But also that was a brilliant one. They They're get smarter get and smarter. They're going to get us eventually. Already, yeah. I'm starting to think I've already fallen for that one. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Welcome to the show. Uh, big guests today. A lot of games. Bobby Bone, come on. Let's open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello. Bobby Bones. Last week, my fiance got into a road rage incident with my boss. Ooh. That's not good. Ooh. <laughs> my fiance is not pleased to know that I'm working for a hothead. And while he's at the point where he can move on, it seems like a huge red flag to experience such unprofessional and flat out rude behavior from someone I work for. What should I do? Should I find a new job? Keep this on the back burner? Go above him? Thanks so much. New to the West, new to this job. Let's go to the road rage expert. Well, Eddie, road rage is like crazy. Whoa, whoa, He's whoa. He's like Mr. Nice Guy. Until- I'm like a highway vigilante. You're not a vigilante. It's not your job. <laughs> what do you mean? It's not your job yeah. to shut people down or yell at people. Like if someone's passing people real quick, I just get on the other lane and slow them down a little bit. But like, that's not uh, your job. <laughs> I like that. That could also cause an accident. Well. So 
I don't think you quit your job because of what your boss did in a personal setting. If he's not assaulting, like, t- I don't know. It just so happened it was your fiance. If we couldn't be friends or work with people that have road rage, I can work with Eddie. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't bring that into this room. No, I'm very peaceful here. Yeah, you're peaceful in every other part but of your life. But what if he road right. raged Caitlin? Th- that's a good example. Then I would just beat him up and be like, all right, see you tomorrow at work. <laughs> <laughs> and then we could move on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Turn the page. I guess it depends if he knew it was Caitlin or not. If he didn't and he was just being road ragey, I would be like, well, that's Eddie. Okay. But I don't think you go and you look for a new job. I think it's awkward and you have that talk. Hey, here you and my fiance had a little incident at work. Sorry about that. And you move on. I just feel like if the tables were flipped and it was uh, the employee doing that to the boss, the boss would be like, I don't want my employee doing that. You're out of here. No, you don't fire somebody for road rage when it has nothing to do with work. You never say like, man, you messed with the wrong guy today. I'm your boss and you're out. No, I've never said that, Eddie. Okay. Ever in my whole career (laughs) being a boss. Ever. Never. Okay. I think if it happens out of work and it's not somebody drunk driving or it's a crime or... You just let it be considered out of work. Man, he bumper tapped. I know. I don't. I can't. It's like the guy who punched a hole through the windshield a few days ago. Yeah. The back windshield. I can't believe that happens. That people do that. Beyond meat guy. Yeah. Don't bumper tap. Don't be road ragey because you never know who's got a gun. Yeah. But I don't think it's something that affects you at work as far as you having to pick a new job. Just have that awkward conversation. Hey, I'm sorry that happened between you guys. He is sorry. And then just get out. Get out of there. Get out of the office and go do your job. Don't quit. Anybody argue with that? No. no. You can't no. quit. It didn't happen at work. And he also, again, wasn't drunk driving. He didn't get a DUI. It wasn't one of those situations. Uh, okay, thank you. That's the email. Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. It's time for Fun Fact Friday. Fun Fact Friday. Yay! Amy, what's your fun fact of the week? Well, Jessica Simpson developed an addiction to nicotine because she thought Nicorette was regular gum. Crazy. She would just chew it. Oh, man. And then she was addicted. (laughs) That's crazy. (sighs) That's crazy. I wonder if it tastes bad or if it tastes like a tingle. I never had it. Yeah, me either. I don't want to try because I don't want to get the nicotine fixed. Yeah. Dang, that's unfortunate because she didn't know, right? No. Yeah. Eddie, what's your fun fact? Bones, how far do you think Russia is from Alaska? Now, be honest with me. 90 miles. Right? That sounds about right. Nope. It's 2.5 miles. There are pieces of islands that are so close to each other that one belongs to Russia and two two and a half miles away, there's an Alaskan island. And and sometimes the ocean freezes right there. You can walk right across. Really? Yeah. Yeah. To the other island. It just feels so far away, but it's like the Caribbean in Florida or like Cuba. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You like throw a rock and land over It's there. like 60 miles or something. Yeah, that's still close, though. It's very you know? close. It's way close. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go to Raymundo. Raymundo. Yeah, you should always brew your coffee and make it at a temperature you can drink right away because within two minutes, you lose 70% of the coffee bean flavor. So you see somebody sucking on it all day, pretty much flavorless. Or I guess if it's so hot, they have to let it sit. Right, that's not smart. Never thought about that. Did not know that. Okay, Morgan. The Golden Girls were supposed to have a different theme song. The show's producers wanted to use Bette Midler's song Friends, but the rights to the song were too expensive. I don't know that song. I don't either. Oh, Ray, got a clip? But you got to have friends. Two things. One, kind of a jam. Yeah. It could have worked. Never heard it, but kind of a jam. And two, I like how Morgan calls for a clip. Ray, clip. (laughs) Ray, clip. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, thank you, Morgan. That's turn that up. It's our new theme song now. Came and took them away and from the 
That works though. That would work. Oh, yeah. yeah, I like that sound. It's fun. And finally, my fun fact: George R. R. Martin is the guy that invented, created Game of Thrones, wrote it, made tons of money, massive, right? And he doesn't really spend a bunch of his money. He did buy two houses on the same street in Santa Fe, New Mexico, one to live in, and another house right beside it to put all his toys and collectibles. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, that's splurging. Because you know the guy that wrote Game of Thrones got a lot of collectibles. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> fun fact Friday. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So we're going to go back to the end of last semester before summer break. This girl is at the University of Tampa and has to fly home to New York for the summer. Well, she has this pet betta fish, Theo. And when she gets to the Southwest ticket counter, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't fly with the fish. Sorry, it's not going to work. Well, then two Southwest employees tell her, we will take care of your pet fish over the summer. And when you return to college in the fall, we'll give it back to you. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. You should have hired them to take care of your fish before it died. <laughs> Still be here. Yeah. Rest but I'm, I'm like 60 bucks richer, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> but, but shout that's out pretty cool. to... Did they? Yeah, Ishmael and Jamie, they returned the betta fish, Theo, safely to Kira, and she's now back what? at the University of Tampa. Fish is all good all summer long. It's like it got a little summer vacay. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That They also had something fun to talk about at work, and those betta fish are hard to kill. Although, that is, wasn't that the kind you had? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. No, I've heard that too. Very hard They're to hard kill. to kill. But Amy did it. Yeah, well, she my, did. A uh, tank got a disease. The snails were the a bad tank? idea. Now you're blaming it on the tank. The, the snails maybe released something into the tank. Yeah. I don't know what happened. It's tragic. Both snails died. The fish died. And it wasn't all at once. We're just happy it didn't spread to the humans. Right. Right. But hey, Theo's alive. <laughs> yes. And both. well. And Those agents st- are amazing. That's really cool. Southwest, do. they documented it all on their Twitter, took pictures, updates. So it was a very cute story. That's a great story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. The Friday Morning Conversation with Marin Morris. Marin, my question is, when you have to pick a, a new single, because... You write songs, you hear songs all the time. What is that process like for you and for the people that you're close to, to to pick a song that you're already so close to for everybody else to hear? Honestly, the the fans sort of choose for me now um, at shows. Like I just kind of gauge the the volume of the crowd um, each song, and especially on new ones. Uh, that's kind of how we chose the Bones because that didn't feel like a single to me at first, and then in the shows it just became like. A moment with the fans so honestly they kind of helped me choose now which is nice do you ever ask were they really loud that song because if you have ears in you know because sometimes if you listen to the show now you'll see an artist take something out of their ear and most of the time it's hard to hear the crowd if the ears are in because you're hearing all the instruments right right do you ever go okay which song were they the loudest because i couldn't hear do you have a like people that will lead you in or are they just so loud for certain songs we have crowd mics, so I will hear the crowd noise in my ears, which is nice um, because it can be really isolating with in-ears. But yeah, I can actually hear the crowd um, and sometimes a little too well. Like the other night- um, Hey, John, give me a beer. Was, she hears like people talking in the crowd. Oh my God. Someone was so drunk, which like come to the show, have fun. But they were right next to the crowd mic and were so <laughs> loud in my ear. Um, they obviously didn't know there was a mic next to them, but yeah, sorry, we're, we're spying on you. So when you picked I Can't Love You Anymore, it was because you felt the people loving that song in the crowd. Yeah, and it just, it it has such a fun vibe live. And I feel like it's one of those love songs that's kind of kooky and uh, real. I mean, the line that, I mean, obviously I wrote it because it was about Ryan, but you're so good looking, you make me sick. 
um, that felt real to me. That felt conversational. Um, but yeah, I think it's just, it feels good. It's upbeat. I didn't want to pick like a ballad to go into the fall. Honestly, there's really no rhyme or reason. I wish I had a science behind it, but it's just a gut thing. Can you put me back 2017 before my church became this massive song that we know now? It was, I put it out before I was ever signed to a record label. So it was really like independent released at first when people heard it. And then it just, it kind of like made a huge competition between labels of like who was going to sign me. And I ended up going with Sony. What is that like? Just having people, I mean, I guess you've, you've, have found it in different ways, but just having people like, we really want you. We want to show you every way possible. Is that yeah. weird? Is it fun? Does it get annoying? No, I mean, I thought it was cool. Um, one of the labels that actually ended up putting in an offer like had passed on me several times. So yeah, it, it, it felt kind of, I don't know. I felt vindicated that it really does come down to a song that really gets people excited. And so- you know, it's funny now we're all good. Like that person that passed on me twice um, has since like said, I should have signed you. But I, yeah, everything happened the way it was supposed to put my church out. And um, before it even went to radio, like Keith Urban had heard it and he offered me the opening slot on his ripcord tour that next summer. So things were already rolling before it went to radio. And then by the time my album Hero came out, it was like CMA Fest week. We were doing Bonnaroo album release. Like it was a lot of things, like the perfect storm. And I remember that was the week that my church kind of peaked at radio, I think at seven or eight. So it didn't, it didn't even go top five. Circles around this town, whenever you're putting it out as a single, what was the conversation like? What did you want to say with kind of your re-entrance with the song? Well, I kind of felt like I was just re-entering music again. And so I think it being really autobiographical, writing it with Ryan and like Julia Michaels, who's another songwriter that really understands that journey of songwriter to artist. Um, yeah, it just felt like, I hate this phrase so much. I'm going to kill myself for saying it out loud, but like getting back to my roots. Um, but it did kind of feel like that. It was like less production, less flash, and just like really telling a story, which I think country music is. It's like storytelling. So yeah, I'm, I think it just felt like a good, refreshing like way to get out of pandemic doldrums. And it, it, it did that for me. So it felt like a good first step. I always feel like when you come in or when Ryan comes in, we talk about TV shows that we're watching. It's kind of my wife and I's after we've both been doing whatever for the entire day, we will have a show depending on the, the season and we'll sit and watch the show. And we're watching... House of Dragon, Game of Thrones. We're watching. Have you watched The Patient yet on Hulu? No, but so many people have told me it's great, and I love Steve Carell, obviously. But they said that my song "Circles Around This Town" is in one of the episodes. The 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 murderer's driving into the house, and you hear on his radio, "Circles Around," and I'm like, I know her, I know her. The murderer's listening (laughs) to my friend. He was listening to my song before he went and murdered someone. No, no, he's a he is a a serial killer. Oh, and he has abducted Steve Carell, oh. who is a therapist, okay. to give him therapy to make him stop murdering. But when he's driving back in to the house where Steve Carell's abducted, he's blaring your song. <laughs> like, what an honor to have a, a murderer <laughs> oh my bla- God. blaring the song. Yeah, but it's pretty cool. You'll, yeah. I think you'll like the show, knowing kind of your, your tastes. Yeah. But then also, yeah, you hear dark- you ever hear your song in a weird place when you're like, oh, I can't believe that's playing there. 
I mean, that's probably the weirdest, um, but also such an honor, like a Steve Carell really cool. show. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like for sure. But I love like sometimes when songs get placed in TV shows that are actually like really good and have great soundtracks. Like it's it's such a cool thing. Um, but yeah, I'm, House of the Dragon for sure were invested in. That do you last feel like it's easier to crazy. follow than Game of Thrones? Because I do. I feel like maybe I know more because I've watched Game of Thrones. But do you feel like they're making the storylines easier for a novice? Oh, for sure. Because think about how many storylines were going on in Game of Thrones. There were like 50. Now it's just a, about the Targaryens. And and it had a lot of hype, but I feel like it's living up to it. I think it's, it's really good. Yeah. I am interested with the next episode when they change like forward in time and they change some of the cast me members. But um, yeah, I think they're doing a great job. It's also really weird because that show especially, there's like some incest stuff. <laughs> and it's like, you know what I'm talking about? I'm not going to say oh, too yeah. much. Yeah, and it's like, I don't know if I should be weirded out by this or because it's thousands of years ago or fiction, I should maybe not be as, but I was just kind of weirded. Were you weirded out by it? Yeah, that last episode was so uncomfortable, but you, I, I'm like, okay, they're just acting. They're yes, actors. I have to do that too. They're not really, they're not really related. Yeah. They're not really related. Um, but I'm obsessed with that guy that plays Damon Targaryen, Matt Smith. He's was in The Crown. Mm -hmm. He's so good at playing a douchebag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People said the same about me, so, you know, I, I completely relate. What else are you watching? Anything else? Um, we started the new season of The Handmaid's Tale last night. That's our same gig, too, like you were saying about Caitlin. It's like we just, when we're off the road, we come home and we put Hayes to bed, and then we just, like, cannot wait to watch whatever is popping. But has, has anybody cheated and watched ahead of time and then not admitted it but then got caught? Or are you guys full integrity with your shows? Um, he watched the premiere of House of the Dragon without me, but I was like on a long tour run. He did save the finale of Better Call Saul for when I got home. So we try to like keep each other honest. Also that show, the rehearsal. Oh yeah. So it's so funny, weird. I feel like you nutty. would like that show. I just so, what's the word? You I like really use? uncomfortable I things. I do. I love it. And Scott's I watched tots. it and I thought to myself, I'm so jealous. I did not think of this. Yeah. And that is like the ultimate compliment because I, I try to create stuff here or on television. And what he had created, I was like, I'm so jealous I didn't do that. That is perfect. I know. Do you ever do that with, with artists and they, they, they have a song that you hear or a record and you're like, I am so jealous. Not that you want to do it specifically, but you're like how they captured that right then. Oh, yeah. All the time. I have like songwriter envy. From who do, who do you love? Friends that like, I mean- I remember there was a song on the Brothers Osborne album and it was called Weed, Whiskey, and Willie. And they wrote it with my friend, Laura Veltz, who I write a lot of my stuff with. And um, I was like, I hate you guys for writing this without me. But also like, you didn't need me to write it. It's brilliant. But yeah, I think like, it just makes you excited to go write the next day though, because your friends are so freaking talented. It's an odd feeling to have jealousy towards someone. And I can even put this with a friend of mine, but like a... A happy jealousy, a healthy jealousy. One of my really great friends is Charlemagne the God, who's in New York on The Breakfast Club. Yeah. And he just kills it. And he's so funny. And he does all these shows. And like, I get healthily jealous. And I text him, I'm like, dude, I'm so proud of you. Like, I'm so jealous of that you're getting to do this. And I have never really experienced that because I don't think I was healthy until the last few years. Do you have any artist friends that you get healthy jealous of because they kill it? And you're like, I'm so proud for you. And also, man, that's so cool. Yeah, for sure. Or are they sure. all jealous of you? That's probably what it is. I got it. <laughs> the other way. <laughs> no, I think uh, there's definitely people that I have always looked up to that I'm also friends with. And I feel like um, 
yeah, if there's any, like, anything beyond just healthy competition, it's just so lame. And we can't, like, be on a group thread anymore. Um, so, yeah, I definitely, like, it's a smaller group now than it was, like, probably six years ago. But I think it's because we really don't care about the the fame part of it or the the flashy parts. It, it sounds so cliche, but, like, I don't, I think the people I keep the closest do not care about those things. They care about, like, did you stand up for something or were you brave or did you say something in a song that like, I wish I could have said. Maren Morris is here with us and she'll be performing this weekend at our iHeartRadio Music Festival. Yeah. Luke Combs, The Black Keys, LL Cool J. There's so much. You can watch our festival today and tomorrow. Watch for free on the CW app or at CWTV.com. Show starts at 10, 9 p.m. Central and... You're doing shows all the way up until December, so you're still on the road. You're still doing it all, huh? Yeah, we have been on the West Coast the last couple weeks. Um, We're doing Hollywood Bowl and Red Rocks in a few weeks, and then we end our whole run um, at Bridgestone here in Nashville. So it'll be fun to end the tour on, like, a hometown show. Well, keep on. It's I love what you're doing. And you. you know I'm a big fan. Love the new song. And you guys go see Marin, MarinMorris.com, and she'll be at our iHeartRadio Music Festival uh, this weekend. All right, Marin, good to see you. There she is, Marin Morris, everybody. Thanks. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and you can't get a hold of anyone. With 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. want to say thanks for everybody who has helped with St. Jude. I mean, you guys are changing lives. You guys are saving lives. St. Jude has been leading the way to the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of cancer. And I'm talking about childhood cancer. Your support actually means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food. So the parents can focus on being a parent and helping their kid live. You know, I never had cancer, but I was in the hospital as a kid for a long time. And I just remember how difficult it was, how scary it was. And then I remember getting out and having to figure out how to pay the bill. I didn't have to pay it, but you know, somebody did. But St. Jude eliminates a lot of that. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. You'll get an awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join the doctors, the researchers. Hey, join me in this fight and visit musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How did the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as the Boar's Nest, 
Seuss Place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and T.J. Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the boar's nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The boar's nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest. It's a brand new season of Easy Trivia where our champion is putting on his tiara. Whoa, hang on. <laughs> Lunchbox is the champion. You hear that? No. Yeah, that's the crown. The crown is in the building. All right, Easy Whoa. Trivia. You should not miss these questions. Lunchbox, since you're the champ, which people are shocked by, you will go first. Oh. Easy Trivia, famous athletes. What sport did Michael Jordan play? Basketball and baseball. Okay. okay. What right. sport does Ronaldo play, Eddie? That's soccer, Bones. Correct. Hey, Morgan, Derek Jeter, what sport does he play? That's baseball. Correct. Amy, what sport did Peyton Manning play? Football. Good. Easy trivia. Everybody's alive. So Lunchbox has the tiara. He is wearing it. He is the champion. Mm. Overall championships, Eddie 4, Amy 1, Lunchbox 1. Boom. How many for Morgan? None. (laughs) And if DraftKings were to do the odds, (laughs) and who's going to win this season? Lunchbox would be the favorite. 2 to 1. What? Eddie, 4 to 1. Amy, 8 to 1. Means you have a 1 in 8 chance to be the champ. And Morgan, 40 to 1. Hey, oh. I'm the one that can make the most money off of, okay? Yeah, you never want to be. Yeah, yeah you're but right, you're put right. a dollar on it, maybe yeah, tops. <laughs> All right, let's go. Round two, easy trivia. The oh, category man. is Tom Hanks movies. Yep, I've seen a couple. Life is like a box of chocolates. Is what movie, Lunchbox? Forrest Gump. Correct. Eddie, what's the name of the Tom Hanks movie about the real life All American Women Professional Baseball League? That's a league of their own. Correct. Morgan, what movie does Tom Hanks play Colonel Tom Parker? Oh, is that the Green Mile? Incorrect. Dang. You've been booed. I don't know. What is it? Elvis. Oh, dang. I'm oh, watching crap. that right now. I just watched that. Well, I would have never got I Yeah, the Colonel. Colonel yeah, that's Parker okay. I, I forgot his name was Colonel. Oh, dang. man. But those, you can make the most money off Morgan. Hey, those odds just went so, up. Hey. <laughs> Uh, Morgan's oh, gone. I'm That's in it quick. for the fun, okay? That's quick. Amy, what Tom Hanks movie is about his character being stuck on a stranded island? Um. Oh. Uh. Um. Law. Uh, Wilson. What's it called? Oh. You've been booed. Oh Castaway. Oh, dang. Oh, my goodness. We lost two that quick? I was waiting for I am your captain. That's the earliest we've ever <laughs> lost two people. The second round. Well, hey. Well, we're hey, down what? to two. <laughs> Easy <laughs> trivia. Lunchbox, the current champion. <laughs> hey. You like your odds? <laughs> oh, of course I do. I love the one-on-one with Lunchbox. The category is famous U.S. fruits and veggies. Huh? Uh-huh. Famous oh, U.S. Know, fruits and ve- veggies. What U.S. state is known for peaches, Lunchbox? Georgia. Correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why do you say it like that? What U.S. state is known for oranges, Eddie? Florida. Correct. (laughs) Come on. The category is famous inventors. Lunchbox. Yeah. Who is the most famous person that was on the team that invented Apple? Uh, Steve Jobs. I'll accept it. That's the answer. Wozniak, I would have also taken. Oh, it's like, oh. Eddie. Stressful. Who invented Facebook? Mark Zuckerberg. Correct. In the same category. Lunchbox, who invented the telephone? Alexander Graham Bell. Correct. Eddie, who invented the light bulb? 
Thomas Edison. Correct. Wow. Wow. Okay, moving on. The category is country music groups. Love it. Lunchbox, Kimberly Schlapman and Karen Fairchild are members of what group? Little Big Town. Correct. Yeah! Eddie, Natalie, Marty, Emily make up what country group? Those are the chicks. That's correct. Next category is pop music. Yep. Lunchbox, Kelly Rowland, Michelle Williams, and Beyonce made up which group? Destiny's Child. Correct. Woohoo! Eddie, what boy band was Harry Styles once in? One Direction. Correct. Same category, Lunchbox. What pop star slash actress is now featured on the show Only Murders in the Building? Selena Gomez. Correct. Yeah! Let's go. Eddie, We Found Love, Umbrella, and Disturbia are all songs by what pop artist? Rihanna. Correct. The next category is Measurements. Easy trivia. Oh. Two <laughs> remains. This is not good. Measurements. Lunchbox, how many inches in a foot? 12. Correct. Eddie, how many degrees are in a circle? 360. Correct. Lunchbox, how many millimeters are in a centimeter? Got him. <laughs> huh? <laughs> how many millimeters are in a centimeter? <laughs> He's measuring with his fingers. <laughs> I don't even know what a centimeter is. Oh, gosh. This slow ah. things down. We'll just go with 10. Correct. Ah! Yeah! How did he do go! that? I have no idea. <laughs> how amazing. did you do that? Wow, wow, wow. Eddie. <laughs> how many ounces are in a pint? <laughs> I knew you were going to do this. Ounces every single time. A pint is eight ounces. Oh, is it six? <laughs> oh, gosh. Let him keep guessing. You've been boom. Yes! Yes! Good All job, I do Maybe DraftKings on some of those odds. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they know what they're doing. Wow. Lunchbox one is America's favorite player. I feel good, man. Wow. Lunchbox wins easy trivia. I mean, you always worry about that, that, that championship hangover, but it, it didn't exist that round. No, Let's no, go. No sophomore slump for this guy. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. This is a voicemail from Linda and Dana from Covington, Louisiana. We listen to you guys every morning for our morning commute. You make it much more bearable. And we have a morning corny. What is worse than raining cats and dogs? Hailing taxis. <laughs> All right, guys. We love y'all. Thank you for making our commute so much more bearable. Get it hailing taxis? Oh, hail. hailing. Yeah. Yeah, like I like when people down. laugh on the line. <laughs> they crack themselves up. Either fake or not, it's fun. For example... Listen to this one. Ray, play that. Hi, this is Shauna from Texas. And Shauna at... Oh, <laughs> See? What? <laughs> she messed up and then couldn't stop laughing. I like it. Uh, here is Kara. I am dating a man that's obsessed with sports betting. And I'm trying to get into it. And I'm trying to get ahead of the game. I want to take your picks, Bobby. But I don't know how. Do I just listen to 25 whistles? Do I do you post them anywhere? Do I just have to listen to the show? Yes. Listen to 25 whistles. It go, there's a new one today where I give you Here's the thing. I'm probably not going to hit this week. <laughs> you say that every week. Do you say week. that on 25 whistles too? I didn't at first, but I'm 50, I haven't I'm 15 and 0. I know. I That's un, it's unbelievable. It's like pitching two perfect games in a row. Yeah, they're going to start investigating you after a while. I think they think Biff gave me the almanac <laughs> yeah. from Back to the Future. Two. Yeah. So, I'm probably not going to win this week, but I, yes, it's up there. 
So go listen to 25 Whistles today. We also have Rich Eisen on, who was a former ESPN Sports Center anchor from back in the day, also has the Rich Eisen show now. So pretty cool. But yeah, just go search 25 Whistles wherever you podcast. It's a sports show. That's what's up. Here's Amy's pile of stories. The Wall Street Journal did a big write-up on how old band logos are trending right now for young people. And they talked to a dad that was so excited when his 17-year-old daughter brought home a Rolling Stones and a Metallica shirt. But then he got super annoyed because she couldn't name a single song. That's when he locks her in the room and you play what you think is their biggest, most influential album. Just listen to all of it and then she can wear the shirt. I don't even care if you know three songs. Listen to the full album and then we'll talk. Also, I don't care anymore. I'm annoyed with me at this oh, point. Okay. I've, been, I've been saying this forever. And now other people are saying it too. And I'm like, I don't want to be on that train. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. It's a whole Wall it's a, Now Journal it's a whole thing. Up. I like it when it was only me complaining. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's kind of, I'm kind of a loser now. Well, a poll found that the most popular band logo shirts are ACDC. Check. Have that. I Aerosmith. have an ACDC sweater, like a uh, crew sweatshirt? sweatshirt type thing. It's a little thicker than that. But it says Highway to Hell on it, and it's one of their big songs. I love ACDC. Oh, yeah. Like, I've even, even when they had Ball Breaker, which was way later, post super famous ACDC, like, knew it all, listened to it all. And I just feel weird about wearing a shirt that says Highway to Hell on it, even though that was the name of the tour and the song. <laughs> so you don't yeah. wear it anymore? I've never put it on. Oh, man. I bought it, and it's old, and I can't. Because hell's a place. Yes, it is. So it wouldn't be a bad word. You could wear it. Just wear it. Yeah, dude, who cares? Do it. It's rock and roll, I'm man. A, yeah. Listen, yes, I'm the bad boy of country music. Yeah. However, I'm not the bad boy of real life. Oh, that's true. Um, I'd wear it in yeah. real life. So I don't know. It doesn't feel comfortable to me. <laughs> so what else? Aerosmith, Queen, Pink Floyd, and Green Day. Those are the popular It's cool ones. that Green Day's yeah. got a cool logo. Yeah. All right, what else? Okay, credit card skimmers, they're cropping up at gas stations, particularly 7-Elevens across the country, and even ATMs. So here's what you need to do to protect yourself. Try to only use a chip card in the reader if you can. Just boop, use the chip. Check the card reader for a fake top plate. So it'll take some investigating, but it's worth it. You can use Apple Pay or Google Pay and or cash. And then also if you're at ATMs, they put teeny tiny little cameras there, scammers do, to try to get your PIN code and make sure you look for a camera. Here's the thing. When I'm getting gas... I don't have all this time to launch full investigation. Oh, you don't. You got to call the Department of Justice here. Uh, DOJ, I'm going to launch full investigation, full scale. I'm going to need to... No, you just have to look for a few things. But you say the skimmer on the outside of... They have those that aren't skimmers, though. They have little things that go outside of that plate you slide your card in. And I've seen them before, and I'm like, does this skimmer... And then they're like, no, that's just part of the gas pump. (laughs) You're paranoid. (laughs) Yes. So, fine. But I still, when I use Apple Pay at the store... I'm like, am I doing this right? Oh, I feel so old when it's time to bring up my wallet and find my credit card and hold my phone up to it. That That's definitely something that ages me. Yeah, and I do it, but I'm always like, is this even yeah. ugh, crap? <laughs> so all that sounds good in principle, but I don't think people are going to be doing it. Uh, all right, what else? So Reba was on our show earlier this year talking about what she would like to see happen with her show, Reba. We've been really trying hard to do a reboot on the Reba show because I really want to work with the people that I got to work with during that six and a half years. So hopefully that'll happen one day. And here's Reba on GMA talking about how it's not going to happen. Unfortunately not. I thought we were getting really close, but nope, not going to be able to do it for right now. But we'll kind of keep seeing if we can get in there somewhere. So hopefully one day it's a good show. I guess it's not a survivor. 
Oh, that is. What is that? It's yeah. a song to Reba that also went viral. Oh, oh I, I, that. I don't know that. Okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. We're slow. I sing Sorry, it perfectly, man. just like Reba, too. Like right on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, did I, I did Amy? I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Guys, I need you to stick with me. We're about to go on a wild, long ride. Okay. Carl Allenby, when he's a teenager, he's in high school. He doesn't have the resources to go to college, so he starts working at an auto parts store. He's like, man, I really like this car stuff. So at 19, he says, you know what? I'm going to open my own car shop. So he opens a shop, and it just provides for him. Until he's in his mid-30s, he's like, I'm going to go back to college and get my college degree. And he's taking a biology class. And he's like, you know what? When I was a kid, I always dreamed of becoming a doctor. So he started taking med school classes and then he graduates, goes and does residency. And now he is 51 years old and he was just hired on as his first job as a doctor. Wow. You know, if there was a group project, everybody wanted to be in his group because he was a non-traditional student and they work a lot harder. Yeah. Oh man, let me tell you. Because they care. Intro to earth systems in college. We had to take a test individually and then we got to take it in a group, right? Well, I saw the two non-traditional students. I got in their group, so I was like, man, the test average, so I didn't even study, and I'd get an F on my test and an A on theirs. C, good. Hey, this man. guy's living in 2040 right now. <laughs> Let that's me a, tell you. That's some forward that, thinking. Wait, if he got a C, does that mean they get a C? No, 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 because they would oh. get an A on their individual, and so then they get the, an A on the group, okay. so they would get an A. You, you average the two. Okay. So I'd just get an F on mine, and then the group, they'd get oh, an A. Boy. Boom, oh here gosh. you go. Yeah. Never you had to wow. He thought of that years ago. <laughs> yeah. That's future type thinking right there. That's crazy. Wow. Good story, though. Shout out that dude. That's what it's all about. Carl Allenby. Carl Allenby. That's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. Amy has a personal lottery story for Lunchbox. Yeah, he's going to hate it. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, One of our listeners, Johnny Lasagna, he was mailing the show a package and said that when he was at the UPS store... He decided to go next door and get a lottery ticket because he was thinking about the show, thinking about Lunchbox, lottery. So he did and won $400. Wow. And so he sent that to me saying it just as a thank you because he literally would not have bought a lottery ticket and won that day if it wasn't for us. Did you see how much he spent on the ticket? I don't know. It doesn't matter. So I, I am winning all these people money and they give me none of it. I mean, the one couple... You're not winning the money uh, just by talking about the lottery. Uh, they, The couple that we had on, they won a million dollars because they had never played the Mega Millions. But and we're they influenced bought, by things everywhere. Things they bought a ticket because see. they heard me talking about it. So the only reason they won is because I did it. Johnny Lasagna. You didn't do anything. You <laughs> literally <laughs> didn't. You literally didn't. Mm. It's not a public service you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> so Johnny Lasagna, great job. Congratulations. Pretty cool. Don't be a hater. I didn't hate. Go ahead and buy more lottery tickets. Double it up this week. Spend your double double okay. your money. I will. 300 bucks then. Oh, that's so much money. That's so much money. Okay, let's get over to Amy with the Morning Corny. The Morning Corny. What do you call pumpkins that swim and save lives? What do you call pumpkins that swim and save lives? The Coast Gourd. <laughs> gourd. Pumpkin yeah, gourd. I get it. I just never use the word gourd. <laughs> what is gourd? Gourds are pum- pumpkins. Yeah, it's like I think the gourd it's a family. different shape or different kind of pumpkin, right? Or is it just another word for straight pumpkin? I, I think they're the ones that? that kind of look like squashes, right? Is that what it is? G O U R D. That was the morning corny. Yeah, how funny is it if you got to <laughs> break okay. it down? Sit and <laughs> analyze. You want me to give you one? You don't have to break down. 
Yeah, I, I think the Coast Gourd is probably pretty funny. We're just idiots. Yeah, what's the next one? Okay. Um, what's a ghost's favorite nursery rhyme? What's a ghost's favorite nursery rhyme? Little Boo Peep. That's a good one. Hey. That's a good one. Yeah, we're children. We need it really simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, thank you guys for hanging out with us. The Friday Morning Conversation with Marin Morris. Marin, my question is, when you have to pick a, a new single, because you write songs, you hear songs all the time, what is that process like for you and for the people that you're close to 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 pick a song that you're already so close to for everybody else to hear? Honestly, the the fans sort of choose for me now um, at shows. Like I just kind of gauge the the volume of the crowd um, each song and especially on new ones. Uh, that's kind of how we chose the Bones because that didn't feel like a single to me at first. And then in the shows, it just became like a moment with the fans. So honestly, they kind of help me choose now, which is nice. Do you ever ask, were they really loud that song? Because if you have ears in, you know, because sometimes if you listen to the show now, you'll see an artist take something out of their ear. And most of the time, it's hard to hear the crowd if the ears are in because you're hearing all the instruments, right? Right. Do you ever go, okay, which song were they the loudest because I couldn't hear? Do you have a, like people that will lead you in or are they just so loud for certain songs? We have crowd mics. So I will hear the crowd noise in my ears, which is nice um, because it can be really isolating within ears. But yeah, I can actually hear the crowd um, and sometimes a little too well. Like the other night- um, Hey John, give me a beer. Was, she hears like people talking in the crowd. Oh my God, someone was so drunk, which like come to the show, have fun. But they were right next to the crowd mic and were so <laughs> loud in my ear. Um, they obviously didn't know there was a mic next to them, but yeah, sorry, we're, we're spying on you. So when you picked I Can't Love You Anymore, it was because you felt the people loving that song in the crowd. Yeah, and it just, it, it has such a fun vibe live. And I feel like it's one of those love songs that's kind of kooky and uh, real. I mean, the line that, I mean, obviously I wrote it because it was about Ryan, but you're so good looking, you make me sick. Um, that felt real to me. That felt conversational. Um, but yeah, I think it just, it feels good. It's upbeat. I didn't want to pick like a ballad to go into the fall, honestly, there's really no rhyme or reason. I wish I had a science behind it, but it's just a gut thing. Can you put me back 2017 before My Church became this massive song that we know now? It was, I put it out before I was ever signed to a record label. So it was really like independent released at first when people heard it. And then it just, it kind of like made a huge competition between labels of like who was going to sign me and... I ended up going with Sony. What is that like? Just having people, I mean, I guess you've, you've have found it in different ways, but just having people like, we really want you. We want to show you every way possible. Is that yeah. weird? Is it fun? Does it get annoying? No, I mean, I thought it was cool. Um, one of the labels that actually ended up putting in an offer, like had passed on me several times. So yeah, it, it, it felt kind of, I don't know. I felt vindicated that, it really does come down to a song that really gets people excited. And so, you know, it's funny now we're all good. Like that person that passed on me twice um, has since like said, I should have signed you. But I, yeah, everything happened the way it was supposed to put my church out. And um, before it even went to radio, like Keith Urban had heard it and he offered me the opening slot on okay. his Ripcord tour that next summer so things were already rolling before it went to radio. And then by the time my album Hero came out, it was like CMA Fest week. We were doing Bonnaroo. 
album release. Like it was a lot of things like the perfect storm. And I remember that was the week that my church kind of peaked at radio, I think at seven or eight. So it didn't, it didn't even go top five. Circles around this town, whenever you're putting it out as a single, what was the conversation like? What did you want to say with kind of your re-entrance with the song? Well, I kind of felt like I was just re-entering music again. And so I think it being really autobiographical, writing it with Ryan and like Julia Michaels, who's another songwriter that really understands that journey of songwriter to artist. Um, Yeah, it just felt like, I hate this phrase so much. I'm going to kill myself for saying it out loud, but like getting back to my roots. Um, but it did kind of feel like that. It was like less production, less flash, and just like really telling a story, which I think country music is. It's like storytelling. So yeah, I'm, I think it just felt like a good refreshing like way to get out of pandemic doldrums and it, it, it did that for me. So it felt like a good first step. I always feel like when you come in or when Ryan comes in, we talk about TV shows that we're watching. It's kind of my wife and I's after we've both been doing whatever for the entire day, we will have a show depending on the, the season and we'll sit and watch the show. And we're watching uh, house of dragon game of Thrones. We're watching. Have you watched the patient yet on Hulu? No, but so many people have told me, it's great, and I love Steve Carell, obviously. But they said that my song "Circles Around This Town" is in one of the episodes. Tell you, the, the the murderer's driving into the house, and you hear on his radio, "Circles Around," and I'm like, I know her, I know her. The murderer's <laughs> listening to my friend. He was listening to my song before he went and murdered someone. No, no, he's a he is a, a serial killer. Oh, and he has abducted Steve Carell, oh. who is a therapist, okay, to give him therapy to make him stop murdering. But when he's driving back in to the house where Steve Carell's abducted, he's blaring your song. <laughs> like, what an honor to have a, a murderer <laughs> oh my bla- God. blaring the song. Yeah, but it's pretty cool. You'll, yeah. I think you'll like the show knowing kind of your your tastes. Yeah. But then also, yeah, you hear dark... you ever hear your song in a weird place when you're like, oh, I can't believe that's playing there. I mean, that's probably the weirdest, um, but also such an honor, like a Steve it's Carell really cool. show. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like for sure. But I love like sometimes when songs get placed in TV shows that are actually like really good and have great soundtracks. Like it's it's such a cool thing. Um, but yeah, I'm, House of the Dragon for sure we're invested in. That do you last feel like it's easier crazy. to follow than Game of Thrones? Because I do. I feel like maybe I know more because I've watched Game of Thrones. But do you feel like they're making the storylines easier for a novice? Oh, for sure. Because think about how many storylines were going on in Game of Thrones. There were like 50. Now it's just a, about the Targaryens. And and it had a lot of hype, but I feel like it's living up to it. I think it's, it's really good. Yeah. I, I'm interested with the next episode when they change like forward in time and they change some of the cast me- members. But um, yeah, I think they're doing a great job. It's also really weird because that show especially, there's like some incest stuff. <laughs> and it's like, you know what I'm talking about? I'm not going to say oh, too yeah. much. Yeah. And it's like. I don't know if I should be weirded out by this or because it's thousands of years ago or fiction, I should maybe not be as, but I was just kind of weirded. Were you weirded out by it? Yeah. That last episode was so uncomfortable, but you, I, I'm like, okay, they're just acting. They're yes. Actors. I have to do that too. They're not really, they're not really related. Yeah. They're not really related. Um, but I'm obsessed with that guy that plays Damon Targaryen, Matt Smith. He's was in the crown. Mm-hmm. He's so good at playing a douchebag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People say the same about me, so, you know, I, I completely relate. What else are you watching? Anything else? Um, we started the new season of The Handmaid's Tale last night. That's our same gig, too, like you were saying about Caitlin. It's like we just, when we're off the road, we come home and we put Hayes to bed, and then we just, like, cannot wait to watch whatever is 
popping. But has, has anybody cheated and watched ahead of time and then not admitted it, but then got caught? Or are you guys full integrity with your shows? Um, he watched the premiere of House of the Dragon without me, but I was like on a long tour run. He did save the finale of Better Call Saul for when I got home. So we try to like keep each other honest. Also that show, the rehearsal. Oh yeah. So it's so funny, weird. I feel like you nutty. would like that show. I just so, what's the word? You I like really use? uncomfortable I things. I do. I love it. And Scott's I watched tots. it and I thought to myself, I'm so jealous. I did not think of this. Yeah. And that is like the ultimate compliment. I Cause I try to create stuff here or on television and what he had created, I was like, I'm so jealous. I didn't do that. That is perfect. I know. Do you ever do that with, with artists and they, they, they have a song that you hear or a record and you're like, I am so jealous. Not that you want to do it specifically, but you're like how they captured that right then. Oh yeah. All the time. I have like songwriter envy from who do, who do you love? friends that like, I mean, I remember there was a song on the Brothers Osborne album and it was called Weed, Whiskey and Willie. And they wrote it with my friend, Laura Veltz, who I write a lot of my stuff with. And um, I was like, I hate you guys for writing this without me. But also like, you didn't need me to write it. It's brilliant. But yeah, I think like, it just makes you excited to go write the next day though, because your friends are so freaking talented. It's an odd feeling to have jealousy towards someone. And I can even put this with a friend of mine, but like a, a happy jealousy, a healthy jealousy. One of my really great friends is Charlemagne the God, who's in New York on The Breakfast Club. Yeah. And he just kills it. And he's so funny. And he does all these shows. And like, I get healthily jealous. And I text him, I'm like, dude, I'm so proud of you. Like, I'm so jealous of that you're getting to do this. And I have never really experienced that because I don't think I was healthy until the last few years. Do you have any artist friends that you get healthy jealous of because they kill it? And you're like, I'm so proud for you. And also, man, that's so cool. Yeah, for sure. Or they sure. all jealous of you. That's probably what it is. I got it. <laughs> the other way. <laughs> no, I think uh, there's definitely people that I have always looked up to that I'm also friends with. And I feel like, um, yeah, if there's any like anything beyond just healthy competition, it's just so lame. And we can't like be on a group thread anymore. Um, so, yeah, I definitely like it's a smaller group now than it was like probably six years ago. But I think it's because we really don't care about the the fame part of it or the the flashy parts. It, it sounds so cliche, but like, I don't, I think the people I keep the closest do not care about those things. They care about like, did you stand up for something or were you brave or did you say something in a song that like, I wish I could have said. Marin Morris is here with us and she'll be performing this weekend at our iHeartRadio Music Festival. Yeah. Luke Combs, The Black Keys, LL Cool J. There's so much. You can watch our festival today and tomorrow. Watch for free on the CW app or at CWTV.com. Show starts at 10, 9 p.m. Central, and you're doing shows all the way up until December. So you're still on the road. You're still doing it all, huh? Yeah, we have been on the West Coast the last couple weeks. Um, we're doing Hollywood Bowl and Red Rocks in a few weeks, and then we end our whole run um, at Bridgestone here in Nashville. So it'll be fun to end the tour on like a hometown show. Well, keep on. It's I love what you're doing, and you. you know I'm a big fan. Love the new song, and you guys go see Marin, MarinMorris.com, and she'll be at our iHeartRadio Music Festival uh, this weekend. All right, Marin, good to see you. There she is, Marin Morris, everybody. Let's get to the news. Bobby's Big Stories. A new study says that quality sleep is more important than quantity of sleep. I just wonder where that fine line is. Eddie, how much sleep do you get a night? Uh, Six hours, probably six and a half. Solid? 
I mean, I don't know. I don't think it's enough. I probably need 10. No, I'm saying do you sleep for all six of that? No, I roll over a lot. Do you wake up? I kind of feel myself roll over probably about 10 times a night. Do you wake up? Not like up, up, up. I can go back to sleep, but I sense myself waking up and rolling over. Amy, you? I probably get about on weeknights, six to seven, solid. That's good. I'm good. Even if I do get six or seven or even eight, I probably wake up two or three times a night. All the way. And you're up, up? Up, 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 up. up. <laughs> I'm very up. And I'm like, golly. And then I'll have to go and find a podcast oh. and turn it on and just drift off again. Struggle. A new study published in the academic journal Sleep suggests that a good night's rest is more important than actually getting a long night's rest, if that makes sense. They say, basically, if you can get four to five hours of just killing it straight sleep, that's better than six or seven if you're waking up occasionally. Okay. Okay. But who in the world can sleep four or five hours without waking up? Well, lunchbox. There he is. Oh, yeah, man. I can nap for that. But at nighttime when the kids are there, they get, Dada! Dada! So I don't get good sleep at night. So maybe that's why I need naps, because they may, and I go downstairs, what? You were napping like crazy before kids. I, yeah. I know. And they say, oh, I need my blanket fixed. And I'm like, <laughs> you son of a gun. Oh, it's so annoying. That's from the New York Post. Lisa Renna is negotiating to be the highest paid housewife. Amy, is she the best housewife in your opinion? I don't think so, no. Yeah, I don't either. I feel I like think I she's will, She's oh. been around the yeah. longest. She's probably one of the most famous. She's an OG for sure, but she wants the biggest money from Bravo. Huh. The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star wants to be the highest paid. She is demanding $2 million a season or she will not go back. Wow. Right? Yeah, but I mean, for her in a season, if they do 15 episodes... I don't know. I feel like she'll probably get it or get close okay, to it. Okay, but here's how I feel about her. I do like her, but at the same time, if she were to move on, I'd still watch. <laughs> yes, I think that would be with anyone, though, just about. You yeah. don't like one person, individual, like that's like way there better than the rest? There are people you like more than the rest, but... I like Kyle Richards. Oh, I like... Some seasons, um, some cities aren't even like. Kathy mm-hmm. Hilton is hilarious. Like Utah, well, she's not a real one. What do you mean she's not? Yeah, she is. She comes in and she's no, like... No, she's official. <laughs> Unless she left again, but she came on as an official. But I mean, in my heart, she's not. She came in and she was like a part, only part-time. Listen to you guys. No, 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 no. I'm so lost. She's real. Uh, the source says that Bravo needs her more than she needs them, so she should get the cash. Still, no deal has been struck. Huh. Uh, the Utah one's the best. Beverly Hills is really good, but Utah is my okay. favorite because just kind of out of nowhere, mm-hmm. she was married to her grandpa, and I was like, that's weird. Very. <laughs> Step grandpa. <laughs> but that's who that whole show was built around was her. Uh, that is from Radar Online. Thieves swipe thousands of dollars of rare comic books from a store in Virginia. Uh, possibly the nerdiest thieves ever. Yep. <laughs> How would you even know? This is from a, uh, something called Patch. The owner of a comic store in Virginia is out $100,000 because thieves came in and stole several rare comic books. The store had just started to get back to normal post-COVID. He said thieves smashed in the front glass door, went straight to the showcase for the most valuable items, did not touch the register. There's nothing left in the showcase. He's offering a $5,000 reward for information and the items returned. You would think there'd be more of a security system there because if there were $100,000 in rings or watches, there probably would be. Yeah. yeah. Right? I would assume. But it's, I mean, it sounds like the smash and grab robberies. You know, you go and break a hammer. But they knew where to go because they didn't smash and grab the register or try or other parts of the store. They went right to the high dollar. So you got to go watch the security cameras. That means they came in there and scouted the place For before. Sure. Yeah, or somebody did. Yeah. To told their friends. Uh, does caffeine help you think better? That's the question. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we got one yes. Yeah. 
I would say yes. I don't drink it, but yes. Experts say you no, know it doesn't. Oh, what? People feel no more mentally alert or energized when compared to a test group who didn't drink anything but thought they did. Oh, That's so now we just true. have to per- think we drank coffee? Placebo effect. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not think you drink coffee, but... If someone tells you, if you're drinking something and you think it's coffee, and they're like, yeah, that's coffee, you're going to have the effects of coffee. Mm-hmm. So just carry the mug around. Nothing no, I think it. you guys are missing the point. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Moving on to the next one. If you're not a morning person, can you become one? The answer is no. Yeah. Oh. And I could, I say that right now. I've been doing this crap forever since I was 22. And I still am not a morning person. The first hour and a half of this thing is a complete fake. I'm acting like I'm awake. I ain't. <laughs> I'm acting like I'm in a good mood. I ain't. It sucks. So, no, it turns out internal clocks are influenced by genes and are incredibly difficult to change. And if you give me three days off in a row, I'm back at going to sleep at three in the morning and waking up at noon. That's all I need is three days. But then it takes me two weeks to get back to normal. to adjust. So it's like, is it even worth it? And yes, it is. Yes, yes, it is. (laughs) All right, that's your news. Thank you. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines. Plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines. All on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and you can't get a hold of anyone. With 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in Hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. What they are doing at St. Jude is making a huge difference. It is full of joy there, which a lot of families need at that time. They don't need to be worrying about travel, lodging, food. Everything is paid for at St. Jude so that families can focus on their child that has cancer. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude. It's only $19 a month. And when you sign up, you'll get the new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as The Boar's Nest, 
Sue's Place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and T.J. Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the boar's nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The boar's nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest. Let's talk to Emma in California. Emma, appreciate you calling the show. What's going on? I need your advice. Okay, there's never a shortage of it. What do you need? So I have a psycho future mother-in-law. I'm engaged. Hold on a second. Oh, and we've had hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. My first advice is not to say that on the radio. <laughs> publicly on a national show. But okay, we're gonna slowly we're gonna slowly grow from this call. Oh man! But I do understand you have no, a you have Bobby. A, actually, oh. like when my fiance told her that we were engaged. Her response was, oh, your ex is going to be so disappointed. I'm not arguing if she's psycho or not. I'm saying if you would like to have a normal-ish relationship, I I wouldn't throw that word around so loosely. But I'm with you. I'm feeling it. I'm glad you called. So she's difficult. (laughs) You get engaged. Okay, go ahead. And when we got engaged, she was like, the one thing that I want to do is I want to put on the rehearsal dinner. I want to plan it. I want to pay for it. The whole nine yards. So we're planning and paying for the whole wedding ourselves because we didn't want our parents' help. But when she said that, my fiance agreed. Like, okay, that's the one thing she can do. Now we're five months out from the wedding, and she called him the other night and told him that she changed her mind and she doesn't want to plan or put on the rehearsal dinner. Did she change her mind because of anything that's happened? Like, a, a, Or is she in a bad financial circumstance? What's the change my mind about? She tried calling the restaurant that she wanted to plan it at, and they didn't have any availability for that day. And so she said it was going to be too difficult. Yeah, she, the relationship with her is going to be difficult for you as well. So we should first acknowledge that this is going to be a journey to have a family that gets along constantly because I yeah. can just tell by your voice I mean, you're annoyed with her so much that you're telling the story and just kind of like you're never going to believe this she did this so I understand your frustration I-, I would start by first having a conversation do you ever talk to her can you talk to her can you call her yeah we talk all the time um, and for me like I'm super civil with her but my fiance is at the point where he just wants to completely uninvite her from the wedding don't do that don't, don't do that then she'll go full psycho if I he wants to uninvite his own mom no 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 don't do that okay you got two options here option <laughs> option A is you call her up or you talk to her in person and say hey dang I hate that about the restaurant no, that would have been awesome like you really have a uh, great taste in a place to have that you Throw a little compliment in Ooh, there. Ooh, butter up a little bit. You, just to go, you have great taste, and I understand why you're so disappointed, because I would be too. And so thank you for trying to pursue that. Uh, is there any way that you could find your second favorite place or third, or we can help you? Because once you said you were going to do that, we just took it as that, and we've spent no time playing. And just kind of put it back on her, but in a positive way. Like, you did a great job. I get it. What's number two? What's number three? Because I'm sure this will be just as great. If she's then difficult, you can't really crowbar it in. You just have to take it on yourself and do it yourself. Mm-hmm. And it, you, listen, I know what a budget's like. And if it's over your budget, you may have to minimize your rehearsal dinner dream. And that's also okay because I'm going to tell you the wedding's awesome. The rehearsal dinner's awesome. All this. You just don't want to get into a place where you spent more money than you actually have after the wedding because you're like, why did I spend so much money? Yeah. And then there's stress. Yeah. yeah. So the conversation is just like this. Hey, 
Psycho mom. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, that's that. what you call her. Psycho mom. <laughs> like, that was a great place. I'm saying, I'm bummed that that didn't work out because you have great taste and that'd have been awesome. You know, we kind of want to stick with you here. Like, what would be your second place? Because we're kind of clueless and we, we don't, we're not really as good at, uh, as you are at picking stuff like this. Like, make her feel good. And if she's like, I'm just not doing it, give up. And then move to, okay, well, I understand. Then you have to plan it yourself and maybe it's a picnic or maybe, I don't know. Maybe you have the money for it, but that's my advice. Hit that first and then just abort mission and don't try to force it if she says no. So how do I convince my fiance that it's not a big deal and that he should still invite his mom to the wedding? By just saying that, yeah. hey, this is really a non-negotiable. It's not a big deal. And I'm, and you can even put it on him. Like, I am already stressed about this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to add this to the stress pile because it will and it'll freak me out and I'll have to be stressed every time I see her pre-wedding and then post-wedding. And I don't want that. And I know it makes you uncomfortable, but I'm asking you to allow me to be comfortable in this. And I think he'll understand. And if he doesn't, uh, don't marry him. <laughs> well, yeah, because I'm whoa, thinking whoa. his issues Uh-oh. with his mom are deeper than this. Yeah, it's, and also it could be genetic. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. wow. Good point. Now you're breaking up the marriage. <laughs> nah, I'm okay. I would just say it like that. Say, hey, do me a solid here. I'm already stressed out about the wedding. Would you please help me with this? Because I know you don't, and I understand why you don't. And I'm completely on your team. But I'm asking for a favor here. And I think he'll be cool with it. Perfect. It's how you okay. say stuff more than what you're saying. You know, you just generally in life. Tone. Absolutely. That's what my wife always tells me. Tone. tone, tone well, email tone for me is terrible. <laughs> but human tone, in, you can learn that stuff. Uh, work on it. I think it'll be fine. I think she'll be at the wedding. I think you'll probably have to plan the rehearsal dinner. But best case scenario, she'll move on to a spot number two. And what we learned too is probably don't call her psycho yep. publicly. Yeah. Leave that word <laughs> Keep out. that private. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Emma, good luck. Call us in a few weeks and let us know, okay? Perfect. Thank you. All right. Bye, Emma. There she is. She's getting married. Our Emma's finally Yay! doing it. She's finally getting married. Yay! All right, Emma. All right. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Michigan. A 40-year-old man walked into a convenience store, gas station, whatever you call it, and there's lottery tickets, and he reaches over the counter and grabs a bunch of scratch-offs and runs out. Well, they don't know who took them, so like, ah, whatever. Two days later, he brought them back in. Oh, no. He, he had a $100 winning ticket, same and he story. went back to the same oh, gas station. Man, this is starting to be like the investigative corny to me. I love predicting <laughs> yeah. them. What an idiot. But yeah. also, don't they have to beep them to win? Yeah, he would have got busted either way because they have the serial numbers, so they have the you know serial number. Oh, that one was stolen, so when it scans in, it would be alerted, hey, stolen, stolen, and they but would But how cool that one he stole actually won. Yeah, that's true. That's pretty good. But he probably stole a bunch. What are the odds Yeah, of that? I think most of his were losers. Yeah. <laughs> oh. that's and he only won $100. Okay. You know, you think you're stealing lottery tickets, you're about to win $100,000. I don't know how you're going to get that money. I guess... It's, I would try to steal the $20 ones and not the $1 ones. Sure. Oh, for sure. Maybe that's the goal. I bought a $20 one in California, 150 bucks. Yeah. Boom. I'm, I'm proud of you. And then I got... <laughs> Are you? Okay, you want to hear why? <laughs> you probably won't be proud of me. But then I got to the airport to fly back home and I still had it. Oh, no. So I gave it to a person working at the airport. Because, oh, that's awesome. What? Because I was like, you have to cash it in California. You could it, mail it. I know, but somebody could use it better more than I could and who knows it'd probably a dog would have eaten it so I gave it to a person they were like what I was like here have this yeah, you know they threw that in the trash thing and that was no, no, no I chance showed them. I said this says 10 times five dollars and they were like you're giving this to me is this a joke I said no just please take it because I'm, I'm flying out of here and they took it it was awesome wow that's, pretty cool huh that's 
I, yeah, that's that's what it's all about, man. That is, thank you. <laughs> Wait, this is a bonehead. Yeah, the yeah. Bonehead. Oh, yeah, this oh, is a yeah. bonehead story of the day. You got to do your thing now. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. So tonight, I'll be introing Morgan Wallen at the T-Mobile Arena with Kristen Cavallari and The Miz, and Lunchbox is dying for me to introduce him to The Miz. I yeah. don't know The Miz. I don't know that I can do this. But I will try. But you're gonna meet him, so you you. If can... he's nice, I'm happy to. Oh, he's gonna be nice. If he's on the real world, he's nice. Sometimes oh. I meet people and they're not that nice, and I'm like, I ain't introducing him. I don't even like him. I feel like he's nice. Oh, don't know him. Okay. If he is, I'll be happy to introduce you. Good. So are you gonna like get together with him beforehand and be like, hey man, I got this buddy that wants to meet you? Or that you won't be it? the first thing I say. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I don't know him or Kristen Cavallari. Honestly. I'd like to meet her, too. No, no. But, okay. So <laughs> that's tonight. <sighs> iHeartRadio Music Festival tonight, and then tomorrow night, uh, same deal. I mean, I'm, I'm introducing Marin with some Real Housewives, apparently. Ooh, which uh, ones? I don't, I don't know. know. It just says oh, Real Housewives. I don't know. Oh. Now Amy wants you to. Yeah, see, <laughs> now Amy wants the favor. <laughs> okay. So it's going to be awesome. Morgan Wallen, Marin Morris, Luke Combs, Avril, Diddy. You can watch iHeartRadio Music Festival tonight and tomorrow night on the CW app or at CWTV.com. The show starts at 10, 9 central. So there's that. Uh, also, Amy's tickets for her podcast event in Wichita go on sale, depending on where you are, uh, 10 central. So maybe like 10 minutes, maybe a couple hours ago, depending on what time zone you're hearing this in. But if you want to come, just go over to bobbybones.com and buy tickets. That show, that podcast, the live podcast, is in November. We're off to Vegas. Let's just be honest. We're going to be exhausted Monday. But it is what it is. Yeah. You know, yeah. That show biz, baby. We're going to be rich. That show biz. You know, I don't know about you that. You can't get rich in Vegas unless you're playing with a lot of money. Ah, oh, well, you hit a slot machine. Almost never happens. <laughs> Hey, almost, but never. almost, almost. You're saying there's a chance. I am saying there's a yeah. chance. You guys have a great weekend. We will see you Monday. Bye, everybody. Bye, boss. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. 
Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.